The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. MSW Media. Hi, this is Will Forte, and you're, for some reason, listening to What We're Drinking with Dan Dunn. You made your choice. Well, pour yourself a glass, sit for a spill. It's time to have some fun. Let's do a little thinking, some picking and a drinking. But this is what we're drinking with Dan Dunn. Don't laugh at me, I'm gassy. Uh, hey everybody, Dan Dunn, welcome to the show. Very excited uh, today, a big, big episode of what we're drinking. Uh, on the show today, he's going to be joining us in just a second, uh, is uh, not only one of the most talented artists I know, but one of the nicest people I know, uh, Sean James. Sean James is going to be here in just a second, and uh, we're going to drink some stuff, which is what we do on what we're drinking, and he's going to play a little music, and that is uh, beyond exciting I could just scream, ah! and I did. Yeah, see, I'm the, I look at it's one of those days, everybody. You know when I get into my sound effects type of days. So, uh, what we're gonna do on today's show a little bit different than usual. I get a bunch of stuff, and you know sometimes I tell you about new products, things you ought to be checking out. And I've already, I've already scoped them out. I've already had them. I've tried them. I've evaluated them on a professional level. As you know, I am one of the world's leading experts on adult beverages, according to my mother. And uh, I, I, so I normally I do a full evaluation, and my whole staff, my team, scientific experts, we write down notes, and then I tell you on the show whether you should purchase said items. But on today's show. Because Sean came over and was like, hey, man, I want to just drink every goddamn thing you have in this house. So what we decided we do is I've got some of these new products that I have not yet evaluated. We'll be live. Well, it's on tape, but you get the point. We're going to be evaluating these uh, in real time. Open these products. We're going to try them in real time. And we're going to tell you what we think on the spot. So... The brands are probably nervous. They're probably going to, oh, what are, what are Dan and Sean going to say? Are they going to like what we're doing? It's going to be cool? I can't tell you. The tension. Oh, the tension. is It's palpable in the room right now. So uh, let's, let's I, I think what we should do right now is just bring on our guest because why mess around? He is a, uh, he and I first met a couple of years ago at uh, Bourbon and Beyond, regular listeners to this show and to my former show, Drinky Fun Time, know that uh, I go to Bourbon and Beyond every year. It's a, a fantastic music festival in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, a couple of years ago, I went and had the uh, supreme pleasure of seeing Sean James perform there. And then he came on the show. And from what I remember, which is little, 
we had an amazing time. It was Sean's birthday, actually. It was Sean's birthday that weekend. And so uh, he may have been overserved. I definitely was overserved, and I didn't have any excuse. It wasn't even my birthday. It was just it was just Saturday uh, or Sunday or both. Um, so without further ado, let me bring on my my good friend, uh, the very talented and sexy Sean James. Hello, hello, hello. How you doing, buddy? Good. How are you, Dan? It's good to see you. Uh, thanks for coming by the studio here. Um, you are in L.A. Uh, doing your music, but you're not living in L.A. anymore. You were here for a while. Right. Where are you now? You nomadic or where I are you? I am in Seattle now. I just I just moved over there after this last tour. Okay. And you were on tour for a long time, right? It was about nine straight months last year, the most we've done, and I could feel it. <laughs> it was time to... Have a little break. You you are relentless. Uh, uh, you're what I find fascinating about the way that you approach the business is you are very DIY, right? You are you have That's, had you've had you've been approached, I think, by a lot of labels mm-hmm. and things like that. But you've chosen a different path, and tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so I mean, I started releasing my music in 2012 just by myself, recording it all myself, and 2013 started touring, and you know playing all those songs live and starting to tour the U.S. And it's just kind of been snowballing ever since. It's kept up, and I'm very fortunate to keep doing. And, you know, I've done it DIY, and then in 2019 or 18, I decided to work with P&L Records out of Venice. They're an independent label. So to me, it's 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 more honest and, and gritty and real because it's just a small team of folks that actually care and not just you're not just another you know random hundred or you know another little thing in the in well, when the you system. get in that when you get in the when you get in the system at the big labels yeah you, there's a real very real chance that if you don't pop right away mm, you get shelved you're 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 gonna be you're putting the in the in I've the heard bargain. that yeah. so many times and yeah it's just I want to work you know, I want to. I want to keep doing what I'm doing, and they're enabling me to do that. And I have a bigger team with me now, and it's just getting better and better, Dan. It's good. That's great. And by the way, we what a, I would. I feel like I'm being. Uh, I've I've effed up here. Uh, this is what we're drinking, and I have not told anyone <laughs> what we were starting with here. I did. I did tease that we're going to be evaluating. So this this uh, first thing that we we started up. What is your ethnic background? Are you I, are you of Irish? Do you have any Irish in you? Maybe it. Tiny bit. Just to tell you, we're about to have <laughs> Mainly some right Scandinavian. Now. Mandy's getting, all right, well, we're going to start off with a uh, with a single malt Irish whiskey, uh, a 12-year-old from Napogue Castle. So Ooh. here, let me cheers you to that first. Irish whiskey is my favorite. Okay, well, let's do this, brother. Let's do it. And I, I want to get your... So I'm going to tell you a little bit of background just off the... This is literally off the top of my head. All right. uh, Napogue Castle was is a castle, an actual castle in Western Ireland. And uh, back in the late 50s, I believe, a, a guy named Mark Andrews from Texas, uh, him and his wife were over there, uh, and they bought this castle. And the guy was a huge fan of single malt uh, whiskeys, mm-hmm. and he started sort of curating single malt whiskeys from all over Ireland and from Scotland as well. And eventually he started branding them under the Pope Castle, and then his son took over the business, and they launched this brand a couple of years ago, the Pope Castle uh, and it's an Irish, like I said, it's a single malt Irish whiskey. And uh, you want to, you want to, want to take a little let's do it. two to this and see what we think. All right. All right. Let's get your uh, let's get your evaluation here. You know, I drink a lot of Irish whiskey. That's like my go-to. And this has the smoothness of Irish whiskey, 
but it has a little bit, I think it's because that malt, a little bit of that scotch end note to me. Yeah. What without, to me, a lot of times scotch can be intensely peaty, but this is a smooth version. It's like a blend yeah. between Irish and scotch to me. It's You're right. I, and I find, I'm, I'm getting like a, uh, you know, the word smooth is overly used, but I would feel sure. like for somebody who may not be a seasoned whiskey drinker, mm-hmm. This one's approachable. Absolutely, that's my point. Because yeah. a lot of scotches, when you know, I, I give it to somebody, it's too intense for them. Yeah, and yeah, I like this. And the alcohol on this one is forty three percent, so that's eighty six proof. So it's not it's not uh, overly potent, but it's got a little bit of a kick to it. Mm-hmm. But I, again, I think it's uh, you know it's a very light like straw color whiskey. It doesn't have a ton of wood influence. It's Mm-mm. been twelve years. In the barrel, uh, you know, just so everybody's aware, when you get an age designation on a bottle, what that means is the the number that's on the bottle. So this is a Napogue twelve year old. The twelve is always the number of the youngest uh, the youngest whiskey in the blend. There's often some other whiskeys that they oh I did not that know they that. sort of leaven in there, but so the number that's on the bottle is the one that is the uh, the youngest. So. Uh, and this could just be a straight twelve year whiskey. It'd be all of it could be that. So, right. uh, but this is I. I think we're starting off with a bang here. I'm agreeing with you. Man. Yeah, this is good. So, um, you, I am looking at your your big breakthrough. I guess would have been uh, through the valley, right? Absolutely, with um, Sony PlayStation, The Last of Us by Naughty Dog. That's it's the a, name of the game. The name of the game is The Last of Us. It's kind of a survival, post-apocalyptic, zombie type world game. And but the thing about it that got me is uh, when I played through it, is the emotional intensity of the story. Like a lot of games, in, especially in that genre, are more about the action and just the playability, and you know what I mean? And that's great. But this one, within the first five minutes of the cutscenes, I wanted to get revenge, and I wanted, I was feeling like the emotional intensity and not just wanting to play for the fun of it. it what, is, what do you attempt, what's the, the, the plot of the game? What are you trying to do? Uh, you're you're kill trying, things, <laughs> kill some things, survive kill. and find a cure. And, okay, and um, really, survival is the name of the game. And uh, you know, it's just the way that they interweave the story of there's this little girl and there's another guy and he's protecting her and he lost his kid and then he was you know stubborn and kind of out of it and then she comes along and kind of reminded him of his, his kid. daughter yeah exactly and then this is a game this is a game i'm telling you it, and it got me emotional within the first and five this minutes is the thing now you're this is why i see where you're so so where how does your song come to play because i, I want to play a little bit of it in a second sure. bit, but where does your song how did first of all how did you get there right how does how this so song wind up in the game the creative director neil Druckmann. um i wasn't in the first game the game came out and Neil was looking for a Johnny Cash song. And I have a version of a Johnny Cash song on a YouTube video that was a house show from like five years ago. And he stumbled upon it while looking for that because okay. of, I don't know, the tagging or something from YouTube. And he listened to it, dug it, and then went through my library of music and stopped on Through the Valley because he said it was so perfectly in line 
with what he was trying to get across. And he thought it would work perfectly for the announcement of the second game, which no one knew was coming out. So they used the song sung by the main character, Ellie, that you play as, and she sang it in the trailer. And that's kind of what broadened my reach. Like, man, just for instance, that song had been out four years, right? 2012, I put it out. The end of 2016, the trailer comes out, and I think on Spotify it had about, let's call it 30,000 streams, right? Yeah. As soon as that trailer came out, the next day, I had a million and on now that it's song. Like 20 million. And now it's like 20. It's ridiculous. Let I've me, never experienced anything like it. Let's put a little bit of this right here. Yep. got a nice beat and you can dance to it <laughs> it's more sad bastard Dan yeah. see I can see the guy and the little girl running through the game right now there you go follow me <laughs> follow me with some zombie chasing you afterwards fired up yeah jesus man yeah that's intense. <laughs> it's heavy you know it's it's based obviously off the 23rd psalm and i had this vision when i when i wrote it of i was kind of pissed off actually when i wrote it because i was raised um in, in chicago on the south side but in a very strange way i was raised by extreme pentecostals so i call it the step before snake handling Wow. yeah and so you know speaking in tongues preaching out demons all this stuff and i grew up you know Kind of hating it, though, because although I was forced into that world and forced to go there almost every single day of my life, I was never accepted as one of the congregation for some reason. Uh, long story short, fast forward 12 years, um, and my little sister, who's much younger than me, gives me a call, and she's crying. I'm like, what's wrong? What's going on? And she tells me pretty much that she's going through the same thing that I had gone through. And I was just so pissed off. And, you know, after calming her down and kind of relating with her and giving her some tips on how to tolerate the BS, um, I got off the phone and my blood was boiling. I was so pissed off that 12 years later after I had left that they're still the same way and putting her through the ringer. And so I wrote this song as a, a big old screw you to, you know, any person, religion, organization or group that puts themselves on a pedestal and looks down on other people saying that they're not good enough to be up where they are. So that's kind of where this started from. And then I took the 23rd Psalm and some would say butchered it. Some would say, <laughs> I don't know. I, I based the song off of that and replaced yeah. my ideas with some of the, the the ideas that were there. I wonder how many other songs are based on so I only know, now I know this one and then um, U2 has. Uh, Which one? Uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, 
uh, we'll probably get sued here by Uh-oh. doing it. Don't but, do it. Uh, I'll do it. I don't give a shit. Uh, you know what? If if they're suing us, then that means they're paying attention. Um, no publicity is bad. There, <laughs> it, means, <laughs> it means they're paying attention. Uh, this one right here. Say 40? 40, yeah. You know the song, right? I have not heard this one, and I'm digging that groove already. I ain't heard it. This is the this is Psalm 40 that he's saying, yeah. Okay. So they used to wait, wait. They're gonna be. They'll be cutting this part out. You can't run that. Sorry, you two. So yeah, they used to close with that song all the time. That was the closer prior to um, probably till after Unforgettable Fire. They would okay. always close with this because I remember seeing them and back in Philly where I was from, and you'd be on the subway going home, and the whole crowd would still be singing. Ah, <laughs> so that's the only other one I know that's based on a psalm. Gotcha. You're, yours in that one. So you're in good company there. Um, so this the song winds up in a trailer for a trailer the trailer next for the, video game, which is not yet released. Not yet released. It's coming out in May, I believe, of this year, though. And that became the big boost. And now, when I again, I, I reference when I saw you at Bourbon and Beyond. Yes. And you had a just an amazing set. The crowd was really into it. And then I've subsequently seen you, uh, I saw you out here in LA, you did a little showcase, mm-hmm. which just blew everybody away. And from what I've gotten, just I posted something on the social media at the Imbiber with you and I, and some of the your fans engaged in that. You have a really passionate fan base, and I think that has a lot to do, right, with the fact that you are kind of getting out there and doing it yourself. Yeah, and you're, well, right. yes. And one of the biggest things is that I think the genuineness like i want to do this i want to meet the people that get affected by the music so when they come out to a show uh, i think people know that they're going to see me shake my hand have a drink with me have a good time and have an experience like i don't just hide in a green room before and then after the show come out on stage and after i'm done go hide in a green room and disappear i am out there before and after getting to know the people that the music affects because that means that's something later though when you get enormously famous then you'll be like Fuck see these now that's that's what my worry is kind of though <laughs> not that not that but like that i wouldn't assholes. be able yeah, to no, get kidding. to everybody yeah no that and that is i mean look that's that's a good problem to have yeah i'm I sure agree. you're gonna have it at some point um so the, so now you're you're out here you're doing some music i know you said you can't really talk about what you're doing yeah, right now which is okay but it's awesome but you <laughs> are you then you're going to be doing another record soon yeah so we're, we're doing i'm writing it right now you know the last one was a huge hugely emotional and really um kind of a difficult record for me some of the songs on there and with this next one, and I loved it. Don't get me wrong, I loved it. I like to get it out and release it. But this next record, I'm going towards a more rock and roll, groove based, riff rock kind of soul sound. So I'm really pumped to to get to do all that. 
And uh, yeah, we're going to work with Jimmy Messer at Parts and Labor Records, and I'm, I'm super stoked about it. Um, so I'm taking pictures. Uh, <laughs> and by the way, I'll be posting stuff at the Imbiber on the Instagram. Where do they find you on the Instagram? At Sean James Sean Music, James perhaps? James Music, indeed. I follow you. Don't you, um, don't you spell it the right way, S-E-A-N. It's S-H-A-W-N. S-H-A-N. My mom's name was Dawn, and she told me that's why she named me Sean, and I'm not joking. Speaking of Sean James music, how about you play? Can you play a tune for us? We busted out our we busted out our guitar. I tried to get you strings; it didn't work. It didn't work. But so, but you were saying that the strings we've got on this is a Martin acoustic. It's got some old strings, but you said it, it that often gives some, you a, a, almost a better sound sometimes. Some, yeah, because when you put new strings on it, you can tell. It's it, it, a lot of players like Jimmy at the studio doesn't change his strings because. I just feel like the tone is more authentic and you hear more of the guitar and less of the newness and the sharpness of the new strings. You know? Yeah. I know a lot of players that will not change their strings until they break and they won't let other people play their guitar because they know that if they play it too hard and pop one, they'll be pissed. Okay. Well, we don't care if you pop one here. <laughs> so what, what, um, what song are you going to play? I'm going to play The Wanderer. It was off my first record, but I'm going to do it in a new way. Have at it, sir. When I go, I don't know when I'll be coming back again, leaving the past behind my stride. In this way, I will abide. They call me the Got to be a rambling long I don't let these chains down, Lord. Keep me from getting to heaven go when I feel that tug come from within. You know, I got to be a rambling Fantastic, man! You, that was so good. It's funny, I love you know, that song. I used to play that song much quicker and much. I don't. The older I get, the more I like to slow it down and really milk just the emotion of it and the and the vocals. You know, it sounded amazing. I uh, it brought back memories because we. I remember uh, 
again, we were doing Drinky Fun Time, my previous show, and mm-hmm. Bo and Emma and Cecilia and I, uh, from the whole show there, we were we had rented a house in Louisville uh, during Bourbon and Beyond, and it was the night before your set. And so we were listening to a bunch of the music, especially the yeah. people we were going to be meeting. And I remember we were all sitting around and we were drinking some whiskey and it was like perfect, just beautiful night down in Kentucky. And we were listening to The Wanderer and I was like, man, this, this cat is good, man. I'm excited <laughs> for this performance. And I'm so excited to to get to interview him. And then he blew off the interview. Uh, it's not my fault. <laughs> it was my, okay. You're going to make it me was tell your the birthday. story. Well, again. yeah, no, you did eventually <laughs> do the interview. <laughs> I did. I was late for it. I woke up in the hotel room. After my birthday night of drinking and carrying on, I woke up. I think our interview was like for noon, and I woke up at like three, and I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> and I think I emailed you, and it was probably, probably worded called. really bad and hungover. <laughs> you were like, "Dude, I'm just like that. I don't really have a legit <laughs> excuse other than I was drunk." And I'm like, "You know what? At a thing called uh, Bourbon and Beyond, exactly. that's a legit excuse. That's Come a completely on. legit excuse." And when it's your birthday, all right. Come hey, on. man. Come on. Go, Sean. It's your birthday. And you made me, you actually, I, I remember you cured my hangover with more By booze. getting you more booze. And speaking yeah. of more booze, let's let's do it. Uh, okay, so we, we had the Irish whiskey. I liked it. You done, you what finished was it called this. again? That is Napogue Castle 12-year-old. Castle and I can, I know a guy. I can get you some. So, all right, I'm going to do this. What, uh, let's, do you want to, I, I have, I also have a tequila and then I have a special scotch, okay? So I think, but I, I, there's a new gin, I'm going to mm-hmm. tell you. I don't know a lot about it. Let's go with the Let's gin. try the gin. And, it, you know, it's weird to taste gin neat, but we'll do it anyway. Yeah. Um, I got a couple of separate glasses here from our whiskey glasses because we don't want to. Classy, gentlemen. Those of you out there in drinking land, you certainly don't want to go from a, pour an, a gin into an Irish whiskey glass. And... Um, here, I'm pouring you some of this. Unless Sean. it's three in the morning and you just don't Unless care. you don't give a shit. <laughs> Unless, you know, you need the Ooh. other glass to mix up your right drug concoction. Uh, no, okay. So, mm. this it one. Smells nice. Yeah. Let me, let me bring it up. and I'm going to tell you a little bit about what we have here. Uh, this one's called Gray Whale Gin. Okay? Gray Whale. Um, this is a small batch gin made in California. They say it's inspired by the migratory pattern of the gray whale. I don't know if the gray whale's getting any in on any of this action, any mm. of the money. So they've they got six botanicals that they used that are all foraged along and forged organically farmed along the migratory path of the gray whale down California's Pacific coastline from Mexico uh, to the Arctic, which I think is pretty pretty That's crazy. Pretty cool. So it's it's obviously what well, it says here. It's gluten free. Come on, goddamn it! I, I don't know how many times I have to tell people. <laughs> All anything that's dis- <laughs> distilled is gluten free. Gluten cannot dis- survive. Look, I'm getting upset now. It can't survive uh, the distillation uh, process. So if so I they slap it on the label just to make some people happy because they don't. know. If you do that, folks, here's <laughs> what I say: you get the gong. Okay. So okay. So we got this, and then it's. Uh, let's take a sip, and and you tell me uh, uh, the nose is really good. I can tell you that I, right. Yeah. I get some like lime there, a little bit of the juniper, obviously, um, a little bit of mint. Ah, that's how I sit my chin. Hmm. I gotta tell you, man, I like it. It's interesting. I normally do not like gin, straight up, right? Because it's normally used in mixing and mixers, but that's refreshing. Oh, okay. It doesn't. It doesn't hurt me. This is pretty good. All right, so look at this. I'm looking at the the, the the presentation they sent me. <laughs> this is my life. And it says the garnish. 
saltwerk. Saltwerk is a flaky sea salt, hand harvested from the pristine seawater off of Iceland's remote Westfords. Right? Whoa! That's in my kitchen. I don't. I didn't know who sent it to me or why they sent it to me. <laughs> you didn't. And now I know. <laughs> I guess. Uh, are we supposed to put it in the gin? I don't know about that. I don't know if I need to do that, but I'm just letting you know. I got to say this. Okay, it's $40 for this gray whale gin, mm-hmm. which is, you know, in, in the realm where you're going to pay for gin. Maybe, the, you know, there's for some- For a decent one. For a decent one, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm i thinking like Hendrix and all that stuff's exactly. right around that's there. That's where my head was, But yep. this is a different, okay, th- I'm going to tell you right now, like this is a way different flavor profile than Hendrix. Um, I- I think it's got a little minty quality to it. Are you picking that up at all? And a little, almost a little almond flavor. It's got a, it's, there's a nice roundness to this gin. I, yeah. it, it's, it's good. It's a smooth. A lot of gins are very sharp. Yeah, you know, it's exactly it. Gins, you know what I mean? So far, we're on two spirits that I would say, I would use the same word, approachable. Very mm-hmm. approachable spirit. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to give this a thumbs up. Sean James? I will also give it a thumbs up. Wow. Gray, gray whale. You did it. You, you, you wowed us. Congratulations. Did they share it with the whales? So. Yeah. And, you know, the poor whales not getting they shit. Um, <laughs> does that factor in at all? I, I, I'm curious. When you go in to buy stuff, right? When you go to buy a spirit, right. what, you know, I get spoiled because I get these samples and I get all this stuff. But I'm, I'm curious when you go into a store, mm-hmm. Does packaging, does messaging, how much of that influences your, if you see on a bottle that it's, you know, it's sustainable or that it's, some of it's going to benefit the rainforest or does that matter? Oh, you're going that way. Yeah. Does it matter? Okay. If you're going the the charitable route and the, yes, it does. I mean, yes. And if I'm going for something I want and I know that I want, maybe not because I'm going for something specific. But yeah, if it makes me feel a little good, what I was thought you were going towards was does the patch packaging matter in well, that terms too. of like if yeah. there's a cool picture or if it's a cool color. Sadly, a lot of times when I was younger, yes, it did affect. But a lot of times, in my opinion, if they have to beef up the look of it and make it pretty and attractive, then the product a lot of times isn't the best. Could suffer. But that said, I do think that it also can speak to the idea that Look, the packaging is going to kind of give you the vibe of the brand. Yeah. And I think that's important. Absolutely. And also, I think if a brand does a really fantastic job with the packaging, mm-hmm. what that says to me is this is a brand that cares about they the details. Care. Okay, there you and, go. And, and it's, it's the same thing as like with, with music. Like if a band puts out a, uh, you know, a vinyl or they put out a whole package and they, and they put a lot of care and a lot of time, then you go, you know what? That same care is going into the music. See, That's, now you're right. Yeah, I just that, had a bad couple experiences, I think. Well, <laughs> and certainly, and and there are there are there are numerous brands out there that have that have a lot of fancy packaging, and the product itself doesn't hold up. Mm-hmm. But but you're right. You're right. Uh, yeah, that, think, that should be a indicating factor of quality. And this this package with the now gray whale is, is interesting. So it's it's how would you describe this? Sort of a an it looks like a. It looks like ocean water. Yeah, right off the here, bat, try. it's this. This isn't gray though. This is like so. Light it's blue. I would say the bottle is sort of the same shape. It's a rounded, sort of squat bottle. Obviously, it's seven hundred fifty milliliters, like all most alcohol bottles. 
it's 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 got a what's that color? It's like aqua. It looks like it looks uh, like the ocean, which looks, is super yeah. cool because it's called gray whale gin. And it's got a whale's tail on it. Whale's tail, whale tail mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> on the not <laughs> not sorry, the I couldn't not the bad I one. I couldn't resist. It is a whale tail though. What there, else are you going to call? There's a whale tail there a on the thing. So if that tail. turns you on, go get that. And what does it say <laughs> on there? It's got a bunch. It says something about sea kelp and sea kelp. From Mendocino Coast, you got mint from Santa Cruz, and almonds from Central Valley. So you nailed it, dude. Except the sea kelp, I didn't pick up on that. So that's that's pretty cool that they're doing this. And and and, and frankly, oh, you missed. There's juniper from Big Sur. Well, there's always juniper in gin. There's Limes. always going to be juniper. If there's one constant in gin in the botanical mixture of gin, juniper's always in there. Mm-hmm. Okay, and to me, I find it cool, man, when a brand goes that extra mile to sort of to do because you know the, well, they're you, telling you where it's from too how many yeah. how many plate you know that an ingredient's from there but how many times do you know where it comes from or do they care you know here's the bottom line man we're drinking i'm drinking this neat mm. not even chilled we're drinking this neat at room temperature and i dig it mm-hmm. like i could drink this i mean we just had the irish you. whiskey and i'm just sipping it and i'm really enjoying it it's it's and i got to say that is not my normal response to gin no, I am not. I've seen you punch gin. people. <laughs> try to serve you gin. I, Sean knocked a guy out once. The guy's like, "You would like some gin?" The guy was. He's like, "Bam!" Hit him. It's really mm-hmm. ugly. Mm-hmm. Um, now, what about this idea? Do you believe that your buzz or the feeling that you have when you're going out is impacted by? So, in other words, you're going to go out. You're going to night on the town. Mm-hmm. You're drinking Irish whiskey all night. Yep. Is that a different? You buzz than if you were drinking gin all night. Absolutely. Why do you think that is? I don't know. I can't say why, but I know for a fact when I when I drink dark rum, I get a, a little uh, aggressively fun. I call it. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know why, but obviously it has to do with the way that it impacts you and maybe the ingredients. I would say. You know what I mean? Okay, my theory on this, because the, the science is simple. Mm-hmm. Alcohol is alcohol, right? The level that if you drink a 40, if you drink a 40% alcohol gin and a 40% alcohol scotch, so there should be no difference. you're getting the same amount of alcohol. What I believe happens is it's it's all of the uh, the extra stuff that you're bringing with it, okay? So okay. it's you're thinking about, uh, like tequila might trigger a different, part of your brain like, like a tequila, memory or something tequila's like hey man shots and fun and uh-huh. we're in mexico and we're on the beach and we're this and you're you're already bringing that to it uh wine is oh or cognac let's say cognac is you know i just got done i'm it's winter time i'm at i'm at a friend's house it's late night we're sipping on a con- i'm it's putting me in the mood to so, go so you think it's from your previous experiences i think it's the, i think it's the stuff in your brain that you're bringing to it okay. because because the the science is that the alcohol is the same amount. So the tr- they're saying scientifically, whether you drink the same amount of a certain percentage, it's going to do the same exact thing. You would think that if you drank, you know, let's say you drank ten ounces of 40 percent uh, alcohol mm-hmm. gin, and you drank ten ounces of forty percent alcohol scotch, and ten ounces of forty percent alcohol, technically you're having the exact same amount of alcohol. Right. But I'm going to say So it's just in your head. that your behavior would probably be different or the Absolutely. way that you're the way that you're reacting to but it might be the same thing as like you know it's like again we'll put it back to listening to music. Mm. You know a song's a song. Okay. But if you're listening to a 
you know, you might be, someone might be listening to Sean James playing a, a killer kick ass song and be like, mm-hmm. yeah, right. Fucking love this. Somebody else might be listening to uh, Lizzo mm-hmm. playing a, and they react differently because it's still music. It's still sound. It's still energy, but it's a, di- it, but they're bringing all their own stuff to it. You okay. know, their history, what they like, what they yeah. dislike. And the other thing could be also, you know, let's say you had a history where you got, you know, you got sick on, you know, oh, you got sick on something and you bring that's it. Yeah. So me. now you're trying, now you're trying whiskey and you're going, oh, that's reminding me of the Jack. It's bumming me out. Yep. It's making me feel sick. Yeah. 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 So no, anyway. that's exactly what happens. At 21st birthday, I had never taken a drink in my life before. And I took 12 shots of Jack in 30 minutes. Screw you, my friends back then for making me do that. I spent the rest of the night on my birthday leaning halfway out of the bathroom in the hallway of this party I was at. And they gave me a bread bag to eat and I puked in it. It's not good memory. So ever since then, Jack just like, oh man, I can't. It's not that it's bad. It's sh- I just have that memory. So you're right. I that makes a, perfect sense. It's this is the head. first time that ever happened. I've been right. <laughs> Look at this. Um, okay, so here's what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to dump these glasses while we do that. Let's let's hear from an old friend of ours uh, by the name of... Hey, this is Tiffany Thiessen, and you're listening to What We're Drinking with Dan Dunn. I just put that on because Sean loves Tiffany Thiessen. Um, you know what else Sean is loves? Is she related to the guy from Reliant K? Is his name Thiessen? Yes. I don't know. Is that? I don't even know. Yeah. I'm out of the loop, dude. So we're going to try... Now we're going to try some tequila... There we go. Yay, yay, yay. That's for you, my friend. And that's Gracias. for me, my friend. And, all right. I like this. I like doing the live. I like doing the uh, in real time evaluation. I think, I think we're going to make this a regular thing on what we're drinking. Mm-hmm. So what we got here is a tequila called Riazul. R-I-A-Z-U-L. It's a 100% blue agave tequila, and we are drinking an extra Añejo. This is a brand new product that just came out from them. Um, it is a, uh, I'll give you a little bit of the notes on it. So do we? Do you know the deal with, uh, with tequila, with the aging? Okay, no. so here's how it works. Educate me, Dan. Okay. A Blanco or silver tequila is a tequila that is either spent no time in wood, meaning aging, mm-hmm. Under two months, but usually it's none. It comes right out of the, you know, right out of the state. Which is why it's clear. Which is why it's clear. Now you, the next up is called reposado, which means rested, and that's between two months and a year in wood. Okay, so if you get a reposado, you're going to get a little bit of color in that. It's getting a little bit of wood extraction. That's it. Then you have añejo, which means aged. That's between, and that used to be it, and that's a year to three years now. Mm-hmm. And now they've created this new category, which is, if it's over three years, called Extra Añejo, Extra Aged. And that's what this one is. Um, How old are we talking on this? It could be, I, I'm going to see what this one, I'm, I'm trying to look here again, because we're doing it on the fly. This is a four-year-old tequila aged for three years in American oak barrels and one additional year in Oloroso sherry casks. So I am very interested to try this because I that's going to impact that. Well, I you. love the I always I love the the impact that sherry casks have on on whiskey. So I want to see what it's going to do here. Um, this is uh, grown in Jalisco in the Highlands area, seventy two hundred feet above sea level, um, and it's a uh, again Riazul Extra Añejo. We're going to try it right now and see what we get in here. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's got it going on. That's got on. a bold, deep flavor in there. Wow. Okay. So 
Uh, first of all, on the nose here, I'm getting some ripe fruits, some vanilla, spices, some honey, mm-hmm. right? Oh, man. And the same thing on the palate, the, the, the honey and the dried fruits. Yeah, it's, it's pretty strong. But then it's got, as it goes, it, it just has this depth similar to older whiskey. And I think that comes from, you know, the casks or the... Yeah, this is... interesting. So the bur- so the other thing is with Amer- when they say American oak barrels, uh, mm. bourbon barrels, as we all know, anybody who listens to this show knows this, bourbon can only be made... There, It's got to be in charred uh, white oak barrels and can only use one time for bourbon. Okay. So when they make bourbon, those barrels are going to be repurposed all over the world, mo- lot, mostly for in scotch, but also you're going to get that in tequila as well. So that's what they did here... And then they put it in those Oloroso sherry cask, and that's where those honey notes are coming from. That's where that sweet stuff's coming from. Oh, you said honey. That I, yeah. That's where that's coming from is the sherry, and that if you get that, I don't know if you get that like sort of baking spices thing. There's almost like a uh, thinking about like making cookies, that kind of thing. You get a little bit of that. That's that's from the sherry. That's from the sherry cask. That's right. what that is uh, is lending to this to this tequila. I don't think I've ever had a tequila like this, and I like it a lot. It's fantastic. Uh, that's the good news. It tastes great, and Sean and I are drinking. The bad news is if you're out there in buying land, it's $145 a bottle. But you know what? You're worth it. You are. You yeah. deserve so, it. You deserve it. And by the way, I'll be posting stuff about all this. I, I always say I'm going to do this, and I, I sometimes I do and sometimes I don't. But I'm going to post on the social media some pictures of Sean. I'm going to post him playing some music. And I'm going to post uh, the the various things that we drank on this episode so you can check it out yourself and try it. Um, what I'd love to do right now before we, we're going to bring it home with a, a really special spirit. Uh, but before we do that, I would love to have you, could you could you jam out? And I, you mentioned wanting to play a cover maybe. You want to do a little cover for I us? Do want what do you want to do? I'm going to do one by Frank Sinatra. Ho! Who's that? I figured you might. Never heard of him. <laughs> uh, oh. All right. I'm excited here. Hold on. So now we've got <clears throat> Sean James. I'm going to, uh, I want to get the, hold on. Let me get my levels here. I want to make sure we got this up. And uh, hold on. I'm uh, trying to make this all happen. All right. Okay. Here we have Sean James is about to do a little song for us. What are you going to do, Sean? I'm going to do That's Life. That's life That's what all the people say You're riding high in April Shot down in May But I know I'm gonna change that tone When I'm back on top Back on top in June Oh that's life And as funny as it may seem Some people get their kicks Stomping on a dream But I don't let them get me down 
titled word that keeps me spinning around with I've been a puppet, a pauper, a pirate, a poet, a pawn and a king I've been up and down and over and loud and loud over me Each time I find myself flat on my face I just pick myself up and get back in the race that's life Oh, you know I can't deny it Many times I thought I quit, baby But my heart won't buy it I didn't think it was worth one single try Well, I might just hop up on a big bird and fly Well, I've been a puppet, a pauper, a pirate, a poet, a pawn, and a king I've been up and down and over and loud and loud I find myself flat on my face I just pick myself up and get back in the ways that's life Oh, you know I can't deny it Many times I thought of quitting, baby But my heart just won't buy it but if there's nothing shaking here come this July Well, I might just curl up in a little bowl and die That's life And it's funny as it may seem some people get their kids stomping on a dream, but I don't let them get me down. Cause this final world that keeps me spinning around, well, no, 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 you shouldn't let them get you down. Cause this final world it keeps us spinning round. Hello. That Hi. was amazing. Thank, Thank you. you, man. Thanks for doing that. Of course. Have you seen the new Joker movie? <clears throat> I have seen it, yeah. They use it. that song so well in that. It was I, a great, great I film. Loved I loved it. Um, and I loved your version of that song. Um, Thank you very much. I love that even more than I love this tequila that we're drinking. I disagree. <laughs> Apparently there's uh, some sort of a thing going on outside. Um, I hear it. That's all right. We can, we can deal with that. Uh, what we're going to do... Uh, while this is going on, whatever crazy noise is happening out here, because Sean has blown my mind with that music, <laughs> I'm going to blow your mind with uh, with our final 
I don't think I'm worthy. Spirit of the day. I'm not worthy. Do we mind this noise? I guess we can just put up with it. it sounds like there's like a fucking, like we're being attacked or something. It's kind of cool. There's Martians coming. So if you hear that noise in the background, that just means that uh, Los Angeles is they under They found attack. me. They found me hiding <laughs> out. Coming. They found me hiding out with Dan Dunn. <laughs> he didn't know, and now he knows. As uh, soon as there's going to be people breaking through that door at any minute. Oh Sorry, Dan. So I th- womp, I'm hoping womp, we're gonna. Womp. I'm hoping we're gonna hit a home run here and go a four for four on what we're drinking. I'm gonna imagine uh, it'd be hard not to with this one. This is a uh, a scotch. Not just any scotch. This is Brooklatic. Brooklady is how you say it. You spell it B-R-U-I-C-H-L-A-D-D-I-C-H. Easy. Brooklatic. Easy to know how to pronounce. Is a 1984, 32-year-old <sighs> Isla malt. Isla is a little island off the western coast of Scotland. That's where the peatiest scotches in the world come from. Uh, and I think we're going to find that this is going to be one of them. This is part of their rare cask series uh Jim McEwen is their is their uh, master distiller. He is in the top he's on the Mount Rushmore of Scotch distillers. He is a fucking legend. Um he in 2008 he identified this parcel and he uh put this aside and we got it going. Um this is a rare single malt, okay? It's kind of sold out. <laughs> I don't know if you're going to be able to get it and if you could get it it's going to cost you a couple of thousand dollars to get this thing. No uh, and that's no joke. You'd probably buy it on the secondary market for a couple thousand bucks. Um, it looks like a, it looks like a sunrise, the color on this thing, right? You that know? is a beautiful description. And Damn. it is. You roma- you're trying to romance I me get it, here. man. I get it. That's what I'm going for. It, it, on the nose, I'm getting a little coconut and there's some custard and grapefruit and mango. There's all, this is a panoply of, 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 of aromas mm. coming out here. This is incredible. Um, so here's what I would say to do when you're going to do this taste, John. Right. Take a tiny sip, just a tiny sip, put it around your mouth. You're going to prime your palate for this. So you're just going to do this. You're going to go. Mm. All right. Now your mouth's ready. And now you take the sip that you're going to try to really taste it. Here we go. Mm. Mm. That's life. Oh, that's- what do you think? Give me your honest impressions here. It's intense. It's bold. It's deep. It is not for the faint of heart. <laughs> no. But that is what makes that. You have to, oh, man. I'm this is a whiskey one. you're going to remember, you know? This is one that uh, that I, uh, I mean, it is, there's some, a little As bit. As I that, sip it, it's given me like. I can feel the warmth surge through my veins. Are you getting any? You know what's weird? I'm picking up here when I drink is creme brulee. What? We getting any of that? Hold on. And maybe a little little praline. Your your palate's more developed than mine. Mm. A little praline there. The praline. Okay, I got you there. Oh, I'm gonna be the creative description, and you're gonna be the down to earth one. This one to me <laughs> just is what what distinguished, dignified whiskey with character is all about. Like this is there a, you go. This is the kind of dram when you have it, you remember it, stays with you. Amen. That yeah. So Sean, for me, I was. I might have to have you on more often. I would love to have you on anytime you want to come on, but cool. to do these evaluations because 
First of all, I think the brands are going to love it because we, we, you're like, yeah, you're like, you're easy. You're like, yes, I love this. <laughs> oh, is that why? Oh, you like me because I'm easy, huh, Dan? <laughs> Although you I'm giving me I'm, a bad reputation. I'm out easy. There on the to, I'm easy too. I'm. I, I, but we've just had good stuff on this show. The, you today do. Sh- I say it speaks more for the quality of what you accept on the show. Yeah. That today, today we had a good day. We don't always have easy. a good day when it comes to what we're drinking, but today we had a good one. Um, so. I want to thank you for coming on, Sean. I want to. I want to ask you where do the folks find you? It's Sean James Music anywhere? Where do they? Your music is available everywhere. Yeah, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, wherever you stream your favorite stuff, uh, you should be able to find me on there too. And uh, I'm trying to think. We you have know, a tour coming up. If I could just mention that, you can plug anything you want. Man. Hell yeah! I'm playing. We're starting off in the UK and we're going over to Europe from March 1st all the way to like April 20th. So. I'm really stoked on it. It's gonna be a good run. We got my bass player, drummer. And we're gonna, we're gonna just gonna have a really good time. I'm stoked. It's like our sixth or seventh European tour, and it keeps getting better. That's amazing. And do you, what kind of crowd? You get big crowds over there. You yeah, can, bigger than the U.S. A lot of times, man. I think it's because they don't get a lot of Amer- I mean, they get American music, but it's something special and unique when they do, and they show you the appreciation, unlike anything I've seen, to be honest. Well, I find you special and unique, my friend. You know that. Uh, Sean and I are going to polish off the rest of this uh, brocolati. Uh, I want to thank you all for tuning in, as, as always. Go check out Sean James' music. You, you do yourself a favor. It's fantastic. And uh, and I'll see you uh, on the next show. Or not, I won't see you, but uh, I'll, I'll talk at you <laughs> on the next show. Thanks, guys. Go! Oh.